Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Fader Director of Athletics, Mac Rhodes with Paul Catalina. I'm David Smoke. Craig is back tomorrow. Mac, thank you. I want to start off with this. We have a bunch of candy on our studio set, and we're doing like an NCAA bracket. And I'm going to make you pick between two candy, Hershey's right. Hershey's chocolate bar or Snickers. Oh, those are, by the way, two of my favorites. Wonder how but I knew if I that. Choose, if I if I had to choose one, I'm I'm giving Snickers the edge in well, in overtime. My God, in overtime, in all in overtime, and they move on to play. Probably oh, it looks like Butterfinger yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Butterfinger absolutely trounced Routed Baby Ruth Baby in the last Ruth, round, That was a so. disappointment to me. By, by the way, the best blizzard is a Butterfinger blizzard. All right, so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. so that, that would be a tough choice for me. Yeah. All right. Thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. Uh, now, the Big 12, I was going to ask you about the schedule, and then I saw a couple of notes that is coming out tomorrow, and you're going to give us who Baylor will play in 2024. <laughs> Exact. How'd you know? How did you? How did you know? I so. just knew you would. <laughs> no, um, you know, I, I certainly uh, appreciate being part of the process and, and being on that uh, that small working group with uh, with Scott Draper and a and a handful of other other ads. And you know, I I think it's a, a very thoughtful you know schedule. We we took into consideration a, a bunch of different things. You know, um, when you think about you know, time zone and, uh, and, and how many times you're, you're playing in a particular time zone and, and geography, you know, how many, how many times are you going back, you know, back and forth from, from east to west. And, you know, those, those two things are, are really important when you think about how, you know, our conference has expanded and it, and it being a, a national, a national conference, you know, we looked at historic game matchups and, you know, when you think about, the uh, the the Texas schools or the original eight, how much 
you know, how many times should we be playing each other? How many times should the, uh, you know, the, the four a, uh, American athletic conference schools that are, that are in this year, you know, former um, uh, American athletic conference schools, how often should they be playing each other? And, and then obviously next year, um, as you mentioned, 2024, you know, how often should they, should the pack 12 on, so all of that, and then we we also, you know, very similar to the to the SEC, we looked at just competitive balance and um, and really, you know, ranked the teams and and um, and then you know there there's some protected matchups that uh, I won't speak to today, but uh, those will be certainly apparent when it's when it's released. So excited for it to to come out, and um, you know it's it's obviously much different than than what we've been used to. Uh, when you think about, you know, the, the the previous year and, you know, you played everybody. And so, you know, how do you, how do you figure out, you know, the, the two best in the, uh, in the conference championship game again, we're, we're going through that this year. Um, but then, you know, I, I think the, the, the future for us is to, is to have some, some conversation about how many, you know, how many power fives should we be playing? Right? Should it should it just be the nine conference games, or should we continue to play ten? And how does that compare to some of the other conferences? And you know, all of this relates to to when we we open up and we you know move CFP from four to four to twelve. And so um, you know, I, I think you know, even though it's a it's a four year window, um, I think we're gonna we're gonna need to probably you know, think about it after after the first two years. Mac, is it similar to the Big Ten model for scheduling? You know, I, I, I would, um, Paul, it's a great question. And I would say, you know, in theory, it's probably most similar uh, to the to the Big Ten. What I will what I would tell you just in, in recollection and going through all of this, you know, the, the Big Ten had uh, quite a few more protected matchups um, than what maybe we we uh, we have, and so you know that that obviously you know um, different a little bit different different pathway. But yes, if I was if I was to take a look at all of the all of the uh, the uh, the conference schedules, and again, I know the ACC you know um, announced yesterday, I believe, and so I haven't had a chance to look at that one. But I would say yes. The, probably most similar to the Big Ten. You mentioned the in-state rivalries, and you're about to have one with Houston. Can you say that you'll play everybody that's a Texas school in the Big 12 next year? Um, I, I can't really speak to that. Okay. I, I will tell you that there is, there is, um, there is certainly recognition of, of, uh, of those are games that, um, you know, I think our, our fan bases, want us to continue to play and Mm -hmm. and so um you know it it won't be every year but but there is a a recognition um that those are those are important matchups mac the uh the process for invoicing iowa state for a window i'm curious about (laughs) 
<laughs> Did they tell you to get estimates? I mean, you got to get this done in a week. You've got another home game. Uh, well, I mean, less than a week. Uh, also, if you can get that done, we've had some windows broken here. Uh, if you can get it done in a week, if you could send us the name of that guy who does that, I'm very curious because that's a unique one. I mean, I know that like there's been tons of things have happened in coaches' rooms out of frustration and joy and all that, but but a whole window gone. That one's new to me. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, "Hey, just add your broken windows to our invoice." So I'm glad you didn't go. I'm glad you didn't go there. But yeah, that one, you know, that one's a first for me. Um, but uh, you know, I I appreciate you know the the Iowa State staff, um, those that were you know there at the game, uh, immediately uh, reached out to talk to to, to our staff. Um, Jamie Pollard, their their athletic director, was not at the game. They were hosting uh, Big 12 Cross Country Championships, so he stayed in in Ames. But it wasn't shortly, you know, uh, after the game that I got a I got a text uh, from from him apologizing, and um, you know, uh, all of their administration was quick to react to apologize and just let us know what we can we can do and. And, and how we can uh, how we can reimburse you, and so you know, and again, most thankful um, that that nobody nobody was hurt. Mac, uh, the losses pile up. The attendance obviously is uh, not the same. You have Houston this week. The season's winding down. How do you, with right now the program the way it is, plan to uh, regain the trust of your fan base and customer base moving forward? Yeah, I, I think that's a, it's a great question. And it's, you know, it's one that, you know, is, is on my mind constantly. Um, along with, uh, uh, certainly a lot of our, our staff members, but, uh, you know, and you've heard me say this before. Um, so I, I apologize if it's repetitive, but, but I certainly know and have an appreciation for, for, uh, for our fans and just how frustrated they, they are. And, um, you know, I think even though it it's not a, a lot of fun to go through, I'd I'd rather uh, be be part of a program uh, where you you have fans that deeply care because it's it's those that deeply care who who are frustrated and uh, and so never never want to take that for for granted. And you know, I I think about the Iowa State game, homecoming, the celebration. Um, terrible weather right not not ideal weather and, and we still had had fans um come on out to, to mclean i thought we we had a, a great crowd and so again grateful and and thankful and you know it's it's uh when when you have fan, fans that have become accustomed to the success um and you don't you don't match that um it's it's hard you know and i think about since since 2011 you know um we lead the nation in combined wins and in in football and basketball you know you think about the the last 10 years of of football you know five of those we've finished in the top 15 and you know 10 of 13 years we've been ranked and you know again 2001 the best the best season in the history and so we built a a, a great standard and when you fall short man it's everybody's frustrated uh 
by the way, and, and including the head football coach and, and including the, the athletic director. Um, I think what, what gives me great confidence is, is, uh, is the, 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 the people we have in place. Um, and since I've been here, you know, every time this, this program has experienced uh, a setback, it is, it is always responded. Um, you know, you think about 2017 and then the following year, and you think about 2020 and then the, 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 the following year. And so, you know, I, I certainly have great faith and beliefs and we're working like crazy so that um, uh, this, this program responds in a very, very positive way. Um, you know, the, the goal has to be right in the, in the future to, to have a program where we have, you know, fewer setbacks and um, they're, they're, they're fewer and far between. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a more difficult time to, to, to manage that with, you know, the, the landscape is much different than it was two or three years ago. And, and so I think, um, again, we're, we're, you know, navigating that and, and working hard on that each and every day. And, and as I mentioned, it's, you know, it's something that, um, you know, I, I candidly think about all the time, all the way up until I, I put my head on a pillow and I, I wake up in the morning and, and even, even in the, in the middle of the night. So, um, you know, and, and finally, you know, I just say that, you know, Dave's a, a, a great partner in, in all of this. I, I love his intelligence, his, his humility and his, and his motor. And, um, you know, um, He's, he's not sitting tight, right? He's working tirelessly in, in terms of, you know, how, how we, you know, finish, but, but also how we, we set up and we, we prepare for, for next year as, as well. So, you know, I saw yesterday, this, this reminded me a little bit about just yesterday and, and, and Dabo Sweeney, you know, uh, certainly had a, had a bit of frustration mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I just, I think that underscores um, where there are some programs today that are used to winning and, and maybe, maybe having uh, a difficult, a difficult time of it. But um, I, uh, I really believe that um, we'll respond in a, in a great way. Uh, like we, like we have following the, the, the 17 and the, in the, in the 20 seasons. You were at Houston, uh, and you did some good things there and obviously set them up for some success. Now that, uh, obviously Pesman, the AD, we've had him on many times, what it means to Houston to be a part of the big 12, like the others you're playing them this week. It renews a rivalry that, that went on during the days of the Southwest Conference. Your thoughts about how important it is to take care of a newbie and make sure they understand that you and a lot of others were the ones who were part of the original Big 12. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're certainly, you know, excited to, to have Houston as, as part of the, the Big 12 going forward. It, it probably means uh, maybe a, a little bit more to me since I, you know, I spent, you know, five years there and we were able to, to do uh, a lot of really great things. And, you know, we opened, uh, uh, when I was there, you know, they, they opened up, I guess I should say a, a brand new stadium, the, the same time that, that McLean opened and, um, you know, really put a, an emphasis in, you know, building infrastructure for the, for the football program to be, be successful. Um, you know, Houston's a great city when you think about, you know, talent, 
And, uh, you know, I think about, you know, the history of great players we've had from, from that area. Um, you know, you think about a, a Mike Singletary and a Santana Dotson and, you know, a Jalen Petrie. And so um, I think it's really important for us to have that great, great connection between, between us and the, and the city of Houston. And I think, you know, playing the University of Houston, um, you know, and having them as part of the conference helps helps with that connection. Mac, the pavilion continues to move along. I know that opening game just around the corner, the first of the year. Uh, your thoughts about the progress, and then number two, I, I have been told that when the if the women are in the position to host the first and second round, at least this first year in the the spring of twenty twenty four that that would be at the Farrell Center because, right, the development center is still going to take a little bit more time. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll speak to that first. And uh, you are exactly right. Um, you, you heard correctly that, um, you know, uh, we're fortunate enough to host, you know, first and second rounds, you know, the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament, that we would move that back to, to, to Farrell. Um, just again, because the, the development center and, and uh, will still be under construction. And, and what, what does that mean? That means that we wouldn't have all of the, the locker room spaces completed yet um, to, to host, you know, uh, four teams. And so um, that's where it would be played. And, you know, and, and hopefully that's one last magical, you know, moment in, in Farrell if we're, we're able to do that. Um, Obviously, you know, um, the, the story was getting the, the uh, AC turned on in the, in the pavilion, and we were able to do that. And so we're still tracking towards our projected, you know, open, open dates. And, um, you know, it, it won't be, you know, 100% completed building, certainly, you know, on the outside when we think about landscaping and, in in all of the parking and then you mentioned it you know the the back half of the building the um the uh the uh development center will still be be under construction and so you know we'll we'll get the keys you know to the building you know that that noon before the game and then you know following the game we'll have to turn it back over to to the construction uh crew so uh but but everything you know, everything says that uh, we're, again, tracking to, to play, you know, in, in early January. And, um, you know, I've had some people ask, you know, why why play the games there, particularly, obviously, the Big 12 games, if, if the whole facility isn't, isn't complete. And, um, and so we've certainly had a, a lot of conversation about that as a staff with, with the basketball staff, but we just – we think the new pavilion, the arena, will will portion will be ready, and that it it provides the the best environment for our for our student athletes and and for those Big Twelve Big Twelve contests. Is it just in particular like with that, like even navigating all the things you're going to have to, like you just mentioned, the boost for just the team and the momentum of a, of a student fan base in a new spot. Uh, is worth the the risk of all that other stuff, right? Plus, you have a backup plan anyway. Yeah, no, we we have a backup plan, right? We we've got the the, the Farrell Center, but I just think the energy, you you know, you spoke to it, Paul, just the the excitement and the energy and and the anticipation, you know, for for both programs, 
to 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 be be in the facility, play Big Twelve games there. Um, I think you know, uh, and I think our fans will will realize it. It it gives us a, a tremendous, you know, I think it will give us a, a tremendous home court advantage. So, you know, if we can if we can do that, then you know that's that's what we're going to do. And and again, as mentioned, you know, we're on track to to be able to do that. Mac, you mentioned earlier, and last thing, and we appreciate your time as always, that as far as what is on your front mind, and then you have an athletic department to run, then you have all this other stuff going on with just college athletics in general. Uh, Do you sleep well once you finally fall asleep, or is it one of those where I need to send you some gummies? Well, you you know, the the honest answer is – I don't sleep well, but, but I've never slept well. Okay. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm a person that, you know, I think I, I sleep literally no more than, than two hour increments. I, I'll sleep for two hours and then I'm, I'm up and then, you know, go back to bed for another two hours. And that's just kind of the way I roll. So, um, just, just the way I guess God made me. Do you do you have like a little recorder there? Or do you write like a sticky notes? I've mean, I've done that. I, so I I'm not kidding. I have like a to do list and I have it ne- and I'm always adding to it whether it's three thirty in the morning or whenever. Yeah, I'll I'll do something on my phone or you know again I think we've talked about it. even like when I go back you know I go out on a jog you know sometimes mm-hmm. the first thing I come in is is write stuff down. So um, but yeah. And, um, and then I'm, I'm going to be, you know, there's, there's been some times where like, Oh, I'm not writing this down because I've, I've had enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, even though I'm, I'm thinking about it, but, um, no, that's, that's, um, that's the way, I guess that's the way God made me. And, and, um, so, um, the way, yeah, the way I roll. Thank you very much for your time. That's Mac Rhodes Baylor's director of athletics on many things, including uh, trying to make sure that, that Baylor, as a university and athletic department football program, because of how bad things have been, and it's been tough, you know, uh, it's, it's obvious, and, and how they don't completely lose the fan base or have to regain back some, and it won't be easy. Some, I've seen it, I've heard it, I heard from, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to another game this year. I'm not sure what the crowd will be for Houston on Saturday. You can see that it's dropping. Uh, it's not like they're completely blind, even though fans will think, yeah, they are. Uh, that is still front and center. It doesn't mean you're going to get the answer you want, the decision you want, the moment that you want, and I don't know what that is. I don't. But we appreciate Mac at least for answering that question among many, many others. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.